It's Monday, the 29th of August, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A man in Houston, Texas, set fire to a building early Sunday morning and shot fleeing residents, killing three before a police officer arrived on scene and fatally shot the suspect. Investigators believe the shooter was a longtime resident of the building and may have been motivated by a recent eviction notice, Police Chief Troy Finner said. He described the suspect as a man about 40 years old, dressed in black, and armed with a shotgun. After setting fire to the building, the shooter laid wait for those residents to come out and fired upon them, Chief Finner said. The deceased victims are believed to be residents of what the chief said is a multi-room rental facility, including two men in their 60s and another in his 40s. In other news, a fuel leak interrupted NASA's launch countdown for its new moon rocket early this morning, reappearing in the same place that saw seepage during a dress rehearsal back in the spring. NASA is poised to launch its most powerful rocket ever today, setting a spacecraft speeding toward the moon as the agency tries to reignite its lunar ambitions. NASA's launch system rocket is slated to lift off from Florida's Kennedy Space Center as soon as 8.33 a.m. Eastern Time. On top of the rocket is Orion, a spacecraft that will travel to lunar orbit on the test mission before returning to Earth. No one will be on board Orion for the mission. Large crowds are expected to gather for the launch. The mission, officially called Artemis One, is the first major test of most of the main components that NASA and aerospace companies have been developing to help return astronauts to the lunar surface. No astronauts have been to the moon since 1972, but NASA aims through its Artemis program to make that happen as soon as 2025. Around the world, United Nations atomic energy inspectors are heading to the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant amid fears that fighting in the area has damaged power lines and caused fires at the facility that could lead to nuclear catastrophe. The International Atomic Energy Agency said Monday that a team led by its general director, Rafael Grossi, was heading to the plant to assess damage, check safety and security systems, and evaluate staff conditions. The inspection will begin on Wednesday and last until Saturday, according to an internal Ukrainian government document seen by the Wall Street Journal. Renewed shelling around the plant hit buildings some 100 yards from the reactor complex and damaged water pipelines that have now been repaired, the agency said, noting that it didn't know the full extent of the damage. Russian forces have occupied the plant, Europe's largest, and stationed military equipment there, while Ukrainian workers continue to operate it at gunpoint, according to Ukrainian officials. Elsewhere, at least 85 Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank this year, as Israeli forces have carried out nightly raids in cities, towns, and villages. The military says the vast majority were militants or stone throwers who endangered the soldiers. The tally from the Palestinian Health Ministry includes Palestinians who carried out deadly attacks inside Israel. It also includes several civilians, including a veteran journalist and a lawyer who apparently drove unwittingly into a battle zone, as well as local youths who took to the streets in response to the invasion of their neighborhoods. Israel says it is dismantling militant networks that threaten its citizens and that it makes every effort to avoid harming civilians. And a mint-condition Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for $12.6 million Sunday 
setting a record as the most ever paid for sports memorabilia in a market that has grown exponentially more lucrative in recent years. The rare mantle card eclipsed the record just posted a few months ago, $9.3 million for the jersey worn by Diego Maradona when he scored the contentious Hand of God goal in soccer's 1986 World Cup. Before the pandemic, the sports memorabilia market was estimated at more than $5.4 billion, according to a 2018 Forbes interview with David Yokin, the founder of Collectible.com. Now, sports memorabilia has become an alternative to traditional Wall Street investments or real estate, particularly among members of Generation X and older millennials. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.